Welcome to the Lucky Let Cord Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. I'm your host, Chris Otto, coming at you live from Wimbledon on Manic Monday. And some just simply call it the biggest day of the tennis season. It is going to be massive indeed. All 16 men's and women's singles round of 16 matches will take place today. And we've got special guests to run it down for you guys. Spoke with Mert Ertunga of Tennis with an Accent and Tennis Tanyase and Ross Sattar of Britwatch Sports. We broke down some of what we saw in week one, including the amazing storylines of Coco Goff, the 15-year-old sensation who is now the youngest player to reach the round of 16 at Wimbledon since 1991. Also took a close look at Nick Kyrgios versus Rafael Nadal and other big matchups. And of course, we previewed what's on tap today, so let's not delay any further. Let's get into this chat that we had right now. special guests today and special friends. Aww. Roz Satar of Brit Watch Sports is here. Hey, Roz. Hey. And Mert Ertunga of Tennis with an Accent, Tennis Tanyasi. He's my, he's my uh, fourth floor Partner seatmate. in crime. Partner yeah. in crime. So we're a little bit fatigued. We're a little bit worn out, but we're also pretty damn excited because week one is in the books. We're here to talk about it. I don't know where to start. Does anybody have any idea what they want to start with in this podcast? How about how great week one was tennis-wise? Yep. Absolutely. It was fulfilling, great tennis, a lot of upsets, a lot of close matches. Some for, carnage in the first day. Yes, carnage. It's, it's wonderful for a tennis fan. Yeah, the, you know, the, 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 the prevailing storylines, the big ones were Coco Goff and Nick Kyrgios, Rafael Nadal to me. What do you guys think about those the top two? Was there anything I'm missing? I think um, from a positive point of view, absolutely. Coco Goff and, uh, and the popcorn match that was Nadal and... Um, Kyrgios from a kind of what are we going to do with these kids type of view we had uh, Osaka Zverev team Tsitsipas all going out on the first day I mean seems like a long time ago it does it does so it's been eventful it has been thoughts Mark and then you have some veterans who are back again you know you have people like Verdasco Goffin uh, Guido Peya, Milos Raonic, Bautista Agut. These guys are back. Pair. Yeah, that, yes. uh, yeah. That, so where is the, you know, it's, I guess they're still around. This, this generation that's supposed to be lost. That's right. You know, right that's after right. the big three, they're still around. Um, and yeah, I mean, what does it say that they're the ones that are prevailing while the hot young things have gone distinctly cold? Yeah, it's Much like this evening. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting um, lineup on the on the men's side. Is the, of course it's, this is the big threes tournament. We we pretty much have all decided that it's going to be one of Federer and Nadal, Djokovic that takes this title. But the the guys who actually, other than them, made made it through. Yao Souza today. I mean, it's just like lots of surprises. Guido Pea, great player, but I, I wouldn't have picked a lot of these guys to make it through this week. It's been surprising in that way. And the two youngsters that did make it are probably the two that we would not have picked. Hugo Umber and uh, and uh, Berrettini. Berrettini, granted, has had a good year, uh, so it's that maybe it's not that big a surprise that he's here. But there's Umber in, instead of all the yeah. all the youngsters that you've yeah. said before, Ross, that you mentioned that we we would have thought would have made it perhaps yeah. until now, but they're not here anymore, and yet Berrettini and Umber are here. Yeah, it's. Um I mean, it'll be interesting to see what he, what kind of looks to the ball that he gives to, to Djokovic, because Djokovic didn't have its, his own way with uh, her cats either. 
um, he was tested quite a lot. Yeah. So, you know, it's and it's interesting. I don't know what the stat is, but it's the first you know, first time in a while that the big three have all dropped a set in the first week. I think it has to be quite a, quite yeah, a while and, and since. Yet, and yet really it felt like, yes, uh, Djokovic-Hurkacz was a nice match and exciting, but it really felt like the only person in my mind who b- before the matches I was apprehensive about was was Nadal. I thought he might during have... during the match too, right? Yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit during the Kyrgios match I thought was very scary, and I think he did a heck of a job to, to navigate his way through that, to handle it, and I think he'll probably take mega confidence from winning both those breakers against Kyrgios. That's why after this week is closed... He's he's inched up ever so slightly in terms of does he have a chance to win? Do you guys? Two questions for you guys. Uh, we can start with Mert. One: Does anybody have a shot to knock off any the big three from winning this title? And two: Did, did anything shift? Did anything change about what you saw and what you were expecting from Nadal, Federer, Djokovic heading into week one? No, to answer your first question, no, nothing has shifted there. I, I felt all along that uh, it's one of those three. Who's, who's going to win the title, I still haven't changed uh, that idea. In fact, I feel even a little bit stronger about it now. And um, uh, because the one or, you know, a guy, say Wawrinka is out, you know, and uh, Dominic Team is out. Sitsipas so, maybe. Exactly, Sitsipas maybe, and he's out. Now, is, uh, I don't know, this, you know, for example, there, there's a guy like David Goffin who's still here. Um, you know, Verdasco on a given day could give, uh, you know, if he just plays out of his mind for three hours, he could give someone <laughs> trouble. Yeah. But uh, you're talking about winning the tournament, which means it's not just one match they have to win, but they have to go through two of them. No, it's not going to yeah. happen. I think Ross, it'll be one of the three. You echo those sentiments. Yeah, I, I, I still see the big three or big two or big some big some number uh, <laughs> getting there, you know. Big Kahuna. Yeah, you know, Vadasco Goffin might be an interesting match to watch. Um, you know, Paya will probably come up, you know, come up short against Raonic. Batista Agut is probably the most consistent, and Djokovic you can't see without, you know, I can't see him not getting through. Um, I'd hope that Query does God's work and takes out Sangren. Um, Nadal and Souza, you know. It was an epic fight from Sousa, but I'm not sure that he's got the the the, the chops to take out Nadal. Really. Okay, okay, we're not getting anywhere here because we're all just basically saying that the the big three is going to dominate. So let me rephrase the question just to make it a little more interesting. Can anybody knock off? Can anybody take one of these guys out? How about Nishikori? Yes, Nishikori. In one match, he could take it. In one match, because I think he has actually pulled the biggest upset of the tournament by not losing a set <laughs> through the <laughs> first <laughs> weekend. Well, well I thought you were going to say not losing no. a limb, and no. it was like, yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, the, the thing is, he, ends, he 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 plays. In other words, he loses the the tournament in the second half of the tournament in the second week of the tournament because of what he's done in the first week. Yeah. And for once, forever, perhaps. <laughs> uh, he's in a position where he's, he's lost no sets in the first set, and he can perhaps bring his A game to, to against a player like Federer. And what you're saying is could be possible. And also, we have to consider Milos Raonic. Really? You know, if, if you're talking about one, do we have you know, to? Well, he did beat Federer in 2016. To make so, it to the final. And, and Chris asked, uh, you know, beating one of those guys. So, yes, okay. it is possible. And, of course, uh, it, it looks like, oh, excuse me. Uh, it looks like Raonich can potentially get to the semis with his draw. He's got Paya, and I don't want to count Paya out because Paya, again, no, no, no. Murd, has had a massive season. And, and then he's got the Batista Gu pair winner. I mean, there's a lot of mystery with the other 
13 players in, in the in the in the men's draw that are still alive and it, i mean it's going to be fun to watch i think you just have to get into like storylines on a sort of a short-term yeah, basis yeah i mean right? it's kind of, it's kind of nice that the that it's that it's opened out so much for the men's side it's very rare that it opens out so much for the men's side um but let's see where we go. Yeah, let's you let's know. Let's see how this rambles. It's, it's going to be fun, and I think uh, we'll be talking about the, the big three probably prior to the semis. We'll probably get that Nadal Federer semifinal, and that'll be great. The presence, the presence of the big three, and how how much they've been dominating makes it tough to talk about anything super interesting in the fourth round. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's, just, it's, tricky. it's just better but to wait be, till quarters and semis. But you know what? We can switch to the women because it's really really compelling. I mean, we've seen so many interesting things happen with the women's draw, and of course, I don't know the name that keeps popping into my head is Coco Goff. 15 year old has made the second week. She's the youngest player to do that at Wimbledon since 1991. She showed a lot of poise in her first center court appearance, saving two match points to get by Polona Herzog. It was a scratchy match. It was tricky, but it, but but I think the prevailing sentiment there is that she found a way to win in a not so beautiful match and she's earned herself the right to be in the round of 16, but who does she face next but Simona Halep, yeah. an experienced veteran. Who wants to start and tell me what they see happening in that match? I think Simona's um, learnt from her uh, her battle in Paris with Anisimova, and I think she's had enough of these young pups coming in and, uh, and doing the business. So um, I also think it's raining. Um, uh, okay. But, uh, but yeah, I think, um, I think Halep isn't is gonna shut shut that down anything to add mert hard to say because uh you know the, the golf won five matches from qualifying on in straight sets Without it, without any trouble. So we thought, okay, maybe she's she's a youngster on a roll, not know, uh, not aware of perhaps where she is, but she, and she's just playing well all the way through. But then she goes, she plays a kind of a, she has a shaky start and goes down six three five two and has the maturity to come back and win that match too. So now I don't know. I, I, I don't really want to go against her anymore. You know, I don't. I, <laughs> obviously, Halep is the favorite. Yeah. But uh, but I don't feel comfortable anymore saying, okay, now she'll lose. You know. So. No, we'll I mean that, that fight back was incredible absolutely incredible yeah. and i think that showed maturity beyond her years that's exactly that that was exactly my point right so, so she she showed that she can win even faced with uh, with adversity the only thing that makes me think that she will be a large underdog here is the fact that this will be her seventh match seventh yeah. match in, in a matter of 12 or just give her the days. slam now yeah. exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah mm, no right. that's that that's it i mean she's got a good enough rest though but it would be real good news if she gets through Halep because then she'll face the Zhang uh, Yastremska winner. So it'll open up again for her mm. with another chance. I mean, who knows? This story could continue. But as I flip the draw over and look at the other side, I see so much good stuff. I see Ash Barty, who's just been a wrecking ball here at Wimbledon through three rounds. Let me count the games. She's lost six, ten. She's lost 12 games. She's on a 15-match winning streak. I see Serena Williams, who really came into form today against she Julia Gerges. She incredible today. I see Johanna Kanta and Petra Kvitova down there at the bottom part of this section. So a lot of good matchups. Mert, you were really wa watching uh, Kanta and Stevens closely, and I know yesterday you were watching Petra Kvitova closely. How do you see this matchup shaping up? This is a very tricky match because Kanta finished her match against Stevens about as uh, as uh, 
as well as she possibly can. She probably played her five-star game in the last four or five games of that uh, of that match. So she closed it out with a lot of confidence. And then she's going to play Kvitova, who's also coming into the match with confidence. It will be, in my opinion, it will be a little bit of a matchup problem for for Conte because Kvitova on grass hits the ball flat and hard, and and puts her opponent always under the gun. Whereas Conte it, enjoys being the one who gets inside the baseline, who takes returns early, who attacks the other player, who relentlessly pushes the other player around. And I don't see her doing that comfortably with with. With Petra, who will be serving wide serves, who will be who will be spinning her second serve, who will be knocking one shot after another herself, so it'll be a tough outing for Conte. And Roz, Roz, I know you'll be watching this closely for Britwatch Sports, and I know you have strong feelings about Conte, but you also believe that Petra might be rounding into that form we saw in 2011, 2014, yeah. two-time Wimbledon champion here, and looking pretty good, right? Yeah, she's 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 one of these players that doesn't need to um, warm, you know, have like hits on the day off, and that's good because of her forearm uh, injury that's that's still trying to heal. So I think um, I think she's going to be very difficult for Conte. I think that. Um, Conta, when her serve is firing, it's very, very good. Her serve was not firing today. It was all over the place. So if this was her one dodgy serve day, then, you know, then we're in for a really good match. Um, I think you're right, though. I think Petra um, is the better chess mover, if you like. She creates all kinds of angles. Um, Joe can move well, but she's got hands of stone at the net. So if, um, if Kvitova brings her in, She'll she'll struggle. She'll she'll struggle under that pressure. And which of these two? This this match it seems to me is going to be about first strike tennis, about the rallies. You know, from two to four strokes, short points. So who's who's the better player, or who's going to be the better player at getting into those situations and at getting control of those short rallies? Well, you see, the thing is, Conta does play a very aggressive game, and that would normally play to her strengths. And grass is a good surface for her, but grass is an exceptional surface for Kvitova. Fascinating matchup, right? Um, now, if we move up to the top half, Ash Barty, I mean, I don't know what what you can really say about this woman. She is just relaxed and just, just in amazing form right now. She's going to face Allison Risk, a player that, Mert, that you like a lot, and then she could potentially face Serena Williams. So so let's talk about these matchups a little bit. What happens if she faces Serena? What could happen against Risk? Because I know, Mert, you've got some thoughts on Risk. Well, As yeah, fighter, you know, we, we just talked about how impressive uh, Coco Goff has been. And we just talked about Kvitova and Conte, who've also been impressive. But if we were, if if somebody was to walk up to me and ask who's been the most impressive in terms of quality of tennis displayed out on the course, I would have to go with Barty. So far, she's been uh, she's been just it, it's like watching uh, poetry in motion when she's playing her matches. And now she she's won her third straight set match, dominating her opponent. And I think actually, as much as I like risk, and I and and. And I and yes, I do always say how much I, I love watching Allison play because because she's such an overachiever. You know, she she again she's played three matches, all three setters, and uh, and she's uh, she's beaten players uh, who at first you would think that she you know when the match started after the first set you think okay she's down and out but she comes back and wins. Mentally very tough player. I don't think she has am enough ammunition though to get past Barty on on grass. So I would favor Barty heavily in that match. 
And then Serena Williams. Oh boy. Yeah. Now, does she have enough? Does Serena Williams have enough ammunition? Oh my God. What, <laughs> well, to get we know past she. Barty, we or? know she does. Yeah. But let's talk about. This is the last thing I want to. I want to leave us off on. Barty, Serena Williams. If it happens, what would that be like? I think that would be. I think oh, it would be so. Exciting. I think we had high hopes of Halep and Azarenka being the match of the tournament. I think this lends itself to that title. Yes, and let's not forget Suarez Navarro. She's there too. But and this is no disrespect to her. No it's just that. Uh, yeah. It's no, just no, that no. Serena is just a, a, a favorite to win that match. So we're hoping. I guess the tennis fan in us hopes that we get to see a wonderful Barty Serena quarterfinal match. I think that would be. A, I think that would be a, a fantastic matchup, and I'd be curious to see how well Barty is just doing so many good things right now especially from the surf side i mean she's five foot six you know five foot six inches tall and she hardly gets broken is she more than that she's listed at five six she's i think she's holding better than anybody else in this tournament i think she did he call her five six yeah and he she was like i'm not that small i'm five point eight i'm five eight (laughs) all right all right well anyway but yes you're right though i think um whatever whatever her height she utilizes it well um, she makes she makes good use of the weapons that she's got. I still I've still I've still got her for a channel slam, you know. Yeah, that was my pick from the start of the tournament. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, but Serena did look Serena very looked good very good today. today, and so she looked really good in the mix as well. Yeah, she did. She did. She, she got there with Andy Murray. They had a lot. The smile looked good. I saw a lot of smiles, and that, that well, made Well, she it had fun. that tumble, and I thought, oh, there goes that dicky old granny knee yeah um but no <laughs> she she looks good she looks all very right. good all right so we're going to cut it here but before we do i want to ask you guys um to plug yourselves tell tell the listeners where they can find your stuff i know you guys are busy at work pretty much from what 9 a.m to 9 p.m at the very least so uh what go on sir oh well i'm uh, uh i i'm on you can find me on twitter murtov's t desk that's m-e-r-t-o-v-s T-Desk, which is the short abbreviation for my website, murtostennisdesk.com. Uh, that's the best way to get in touch with me, and, uh, and I always love hearing from social media people. Roz? Uh, you can find me on uh, either RF Satire or Britwatch Sports. Uh, I run Britwatch Sports. Uh, I'd say, what, two-thirds of our coverage is tennis, and then the rest is all other odds and sods that we, uh, that we dip into. Cool. All right. Hope you guys heard that and hope you check us out. Thanks for listening. Enjoy week two at Wimbledon and we'll be back soon. This edition of the Lucky Let Court podcast is a wrap. Special thanks to Mert Ertunga and Roz Sattar for joining the program. Really enjoyed their contributions and the conversation. Thanks to you all for listening. Want to let you know you guys can find the Lucky Let Court podcast on iTunes. Just open your Apple Podcasts app and Google Lucky Let Court podcast. You can also find this podcast on our homepage at Podomatic.com, also on Stitcher. Google Play, Spotify, and wherever else you like to listen to your podcasts. You can find Tennis Now on social at facebook.com slash tennis now on Twitter at tennis underscore now. You can find us on Instagram. You can find me around the grounds. Want to thank you all for listening. Wish you all the best. Enjoy Manic Monday, and we'll talk to you soon.